Welcome to What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling. We are located in the old tutoring center suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Grace, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Whitney, and my pronouns are she, her. We are all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be the hosts of this podcast. Let's get into it. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of What's Up. Whitney, how are you doing? I'm great. Um, Just came out from a long weekend. Not a long weekend. What am I talking about? It was not long enough, but it was a good weekend. Never long enough. Never long enough. Whitney rages on the weekend. (laughs) Big partier. She's just like bender after bender, like just (laughs) raging. I don't know if you guys can tell, but she's a party girl. Definitely. (laughs) Love to party. How was your weekend, Grace? Oh, how was my weekend? It was good. I don't, I didn't really like do anything super memorable. Um, I'm like trying to remember what I did. I only work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then all my classes are online. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are like my weekend, which when I signed up for classes, I was like, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to have a four day (laughs) weekend. But then I like literally don't remember, remember like what I do. So um, that sounds like bad, but it's just I don't know. I'm just hanging out, you know? No. Yeah. I feel the same (laughs) because my schedule is similar where I work with what Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I have Thursday, Friday off. But since I work at the restaurant, I work Saturday, Sunday. So my weekend was like so long ago. Oh yeah. That's true. Damn. I'm sorry. No, You're it's just totally fine. I just have a bad memory too. So it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I have like a really, really bad short-term memory. And like, I feel like sometimes I say things that are concerning because I'll be like oh I don't remember that haha and people will look at me and they'll be like how do you not remember that like are you okay like I've (laughs) I've been in countless meetings with Taylor where I've said something that sounds so normal to me and then I say it out loud and he's like Grace do you want to like unpack that I'm like um I don't really because it doesn't really affect me like I just have a poor memory like can we just put it on the back burner please um, today we're going to be talking about aestheticizing yourself and fitting into a blank girl aesthetic. So the it girl aesthetic, the clean girl aesthetic, um, there's so many different new stereotypes for women, especially through like TikTok and Pinterest, um, which me and Whitney have had multiple, uh, conversations about, but like, I don't know, like the girl boss, the cottage core, the sad girl aesthetic, um, on our notes, we have sad girl aesthetic parentheses, 2014 Tumblr revival repackaged, um, (laughs) which I'm obsessed with, but today we're going to kind of just talk, talk about like how that culture and how that like fitting into an aesthetic is kind of toxic and how, um, a lot of it is rooted in like, capitalism and like um kind of like white supremacy as well uh so I'm excited to talk about this it's part of our little mini wellness series um on social social wellness I would say so yeah let's just get right into it um so I think what brought on this 
want for us to talk about this is kind of like the pressures of the new year, new me. Um, every single year this happens. And I think especially now in this like not post pandemic world because we're obviously still in a pandemic, but now people are like, it's been three years of pandemic and um, people are kind of like wanting to revive or go back to normal, especially like even more so than they were in the past few years. Um, but I think it's like, it's like this like new repackaging of wellness that is still continuing to be toxic to young people and um, putting femininity into boxes as well. Uh, so like I said, I kind of named a few already, but like the that girl, the clean girl, the sad girl, the femme cell, the cottage core girl, the, the vanilla girl, the vanilla girl one is new and I absolutely hate it. Um, it's actually so horrible. Do you have thoughts on that one, Whitney? I just want to like, or I, I want to hear your thoughts on like all of it, just, I, all of it. Yeah. I want to talk about all of it. It's vanilla girl. Like, what is that? Like it's vanilla girl is literally just like skinny guys. white like, girl. This is ridiculous. Like, yeah. It's like Lululemon. Like, no, I don't like it. No, I hate it. I hate it. And there's another one that popped up that I saw recently. It was Lucky Girl. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. I've heard of Lucky Girl, but like Lucky Girl Syndrome. Yes. But I think that's like a little different. That's like a mindset. It is a little different. Rather than like an aesthetic. Right? But I'm kind of worried that it's going to turn into an aesthetic. Like mm, I feel like mm-hmm. the way people are posting about <laughs> Lucky it. Lucky Girl, it is dress in all bit. green, emulated <laughs> leprechaun. <laughs> Celebrate St. <laughs> Patty's. No, that's not what it's like but that's <laughs> so um yeah and I think that like throughout this conversation we don't want to leave out masculine people or like intentionally leave out um masculinity because we recognize that toxic masculinity exists too but I think that it's like a whole separate conversation and um I think that feminine uh aestheticizing femininity is like very much an issue for like femme people um obviously like for sure and like grace and I can only speak on like our experiences towards it so if we were to ever do a episode um we would have someone come on and like speak from their own experience so yeah like you said grace we're only gonna be talking about our experiences today yes um I specifically want to talk about today the it girl or like clean girl aesthetic because this is a wellness podcast and um the clean girl aesthetic is very much like the pinnacle of what the idea of wellness is and if you fit into this aesthetic that means you're healthy it's um very much defined by skinny white women wearing matching athleisure sets and doing pilates which there's nothing wrong with wearing athleisure and doing Pilates. I want to put that out there right now. I love that. I love doing a little bit of Pilates. But um, when it becomes something that is almost like inaccessible to everyone and when it's being promoted as like the pinnacle of wellness, I think that's when we need to start having a conversation about it. Um, Because like, what does wellness even mean in the year 2023? Um, We have so many different models of health now. We have the health at every size model and we have 
so many more like inclusive health and wellness models. So even even with that, um, it's still being perpetrated on social media for like this perfect pinnacle of health. Um, and stereotypically the clean girl aesthetic, right? It's it's the uh, white, always skinny, making smoothie bowls or green juice, working out, reading self-help books and waking up at 4 a.m. The waking up at 5 a.m., the, the five to nine before my nine to five. <laughs> Who is waking up that early? Nobody's waking up that early. Not me. (laughs) I'm waking up the minute, like an hour before work. I'm like trudging through my closet trying to get dressed. I was just telling you. We talked about your morning routine. (laughs) (laughs) My non-existent morning routine. Um, Brush my teeth, put on a little bit of makeup. Let's go. Let's go. Um, But yeah, I feel like these aesthetics really just like leave out a lot, like, so many people I mean if it's only like white blonde women then like obviously there's entire groups of other people that are completely left out and it creates barriers that prevent minority groups from achieving this aesthetic modern view of wellness it's it's like this like not cults but do you know what I, 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 I want to- you to talk about this <laughs> no I totally get what you mean like it's perpetrated as this one way of being well like if you don't match this aesthetic you or if you don't look like the people or the girls who Mm -hmm. are skinny and white then you're not well and so like I feel like it just leaves a group of people out yeah and I feel like it's almost this like it's just so unattainable at times and the way that like clean girls or even the word clean just really grinds my gears too because who decides what is clean and what's not you know like just because you're put together doesn't mean that you're automatically clean and I I feel like um do you know what I'm trying to get at Whitney like it just feels very yeah, I don't like that word used yeah. in this context. Well, no. Yeah, that word definitely just has negative connotations behind it um and I don't like it it's a terrible way to like try to compare yourself to yeah and it's like like I said earlier we have so many models of health now and it's hard to like come up with a concrete definition of health so if we can't come up with this health standard then why are we defining women by this standard as well um and trying to create this like aesthetic lifestyle becomes so I don't, I don't want to keep using the word toxic but it's like the only word I can think of and and I think that this trend really got popularized during 2020 especially um due to the fact that everybody was obsessed with like self-help um and I've said or I've seen so many like TikToks of people being like uh early 2020 when I started doing YouTube workouts and then then it like spiraled into this like eating disorder or like this intense body dysmorphia and it's still continuing and it's still being like just incredibly like pervasive in our society um and trying to create an aesthetic life 
like I said, contributes to toxic positivity and the stereotypical view of wellness. And the common denominator of the girls that we're seeing online is, like I said, she's always white. She's always skinny. She's making smoothie bowls and green juice. She's working out and she's just like waking up at 4 a.m. and she's getting out her MacBook and like she's going on a run. And it's just like how it just and it's always the type of like underlying theme of being like we all have the same 24 hours in a day why don't you take advantage of the same 24 hours that I have which not everybody has the same 24 hours in a day like you're if you're wealthy and you're able to like take your slow morning and do this and like not and work from home or whatever your 24 hours are so drastically different than someone who was working full-time jobs and doing school like it's so ridiculous to assume that everybody has the same 24 hours in the day Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and having this aesthetic feels really almost like demeaning in a way like whenever I've seen stuff like this I always feel bad about myself because I'm like yeah why am I not waking up at 5 a.m and it's not it's not about prioritizing your own wellness it's about prioritizing a wellness model that is inaccessible and um, not always attainable at the same time you know Yeah, for sure. And it's that economic privilege. Like, I like what you were saying about how depending on like your wealth and like the money that you have, that plays a role if like whether you can take that really slow morning and like make your smoothie bowl and like go to the gym and do Pilates, which, yeah, like we said, is good. But yeah, um, yeah, it's not accessible (laughs) for everybody. And like, I think I'm going to say that girl a lot. That's just because that's what. I've been seeing a lot, but like the idea of that girl, like they have good intentions. Like there is good intentions behind the things that they're promoting. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's done in such an unrealistic and expensive way. Like, like we're saying, like doing yoga and like doing Pilates, like those things can be good for you and like drinking more water and eating more vegetables. Like, yes, these things are great for you. But the minute it becomes something where it needs to be commodified or it needs Mm -hmm. to be shown off on social media, that's when I have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's an economic issue as well. It's like, here's my Erewhon haul. Like, here's what I spent $500 on fruits, like stuff like that. Oh my gosh. And it's like, it just feels like, I don't know, like sometimes I see supermarket hauls and it's like all fresh vegetables whatever I like can't necessarily afford fresh vegetables every Mm -hmm. week like I I'm obsessed with the frozen vegetable section at Trader Joe's because yes why wouldn't like I don't know hello Um, (laughs) but yeah I want to talk more about the economic privilege and the accessibility aspect of it um so do you want to introduce that part of it Whitney yeah for sure so some, like I was saying, like these things have really good intentions, but it could get really expensive, like buying the fresh vegetables, buying the matcha lattes every time you go out and even like spending money on yoga classes or Pilates classes, like that stuff can get expensive. Yeah. And I also want to say like a huge barrier to getting started on this type of stuff or like a huge barrier that people face when it comes to health is because they don't necessarily have the like quote correct gear like you don't have to yes, have a matching yes. yoga set 
to, to go yoga. to yoga. Mm-hmm. Like you can, I do yoga on my rug in my room. Like I don't necessarily I do have too. Yoga <laughs> like so much health and wellness is accessible for free on YouTube, but the way that it's being conveyed feels very inaccessible because I don't have the right outfit. I don't have the right, um, I don't know, like the right drink in my hand when I'm doing it. And it just feels like it feels inaccessible by virtue due to the fact that these clean girls are promoting something that's like all matchy matchy and like it's expensive and it piles up, but it doesn't mean that you can't experience health and wellness just because you don't have the means or the funds to do so. Yeah, for sure. And it's the whole idea of like, you want to have those things to feel like you're living that aesthetic, but who said like, you have to live in that aesthetic other than the idea that you're seeing it on social media and like, you're seeing all of the academia girls with their Mm -hmm. iPad and their like Apple pencils. And like, yeah, it's cute, but like Mm -hmm. not everyone can afford yeah the iPad or the Apple Pencil yeah we have a bullet point right here that says um wanting all the things that fit your chosen aesthetic and like while some of it is free like I said earlier they make it seem like you can't do it unless you have the pretty aesthetics of it um so I think keeping in mind like the media that you consume if you are on this like health journey or whatever like being mindful of how these creators are portraying their health and like their exercises is really important Um, because you want it to be an enjoyable experience. You don't want to be doing, you don't want to be participating in a health regimen out of self-hatred. You want to be doing it out of like the want to be healthier or like be more in tune with yourself. It's not an act of self-hatred in any way and I think that aestheticizing yourself due to this is a really like easy way to hate on yourself because you don't look the exact same way as these people yeah and it's really interesting too because like the whole aesthetic of that girl I feel like that was so 2020 and 2021 and like trends are changing so often that most of the things that we're buying it's just being wasted at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. And that definitely contributes to a lot of waste and like capitalism yeah. because we're going out of our way to buy the things that yeah. we don't really need. Like you can use yeah. the things that you have. I saw a video yesterday on Instagram and it was this woman talking about um, like the trends of like water bottles and like sustainable water bottles. Like a few years, like in 20. 20- 2019 it was like the hydro flask with like the visco girl aesthetic yes and then it was like the yeti rambler and Mm -hmm. then now it's like the stanley cup and it's like these are Mm. all pieces Mm -hmm. of like heavy metal that are meant to last and be sustainable but they're trends and they're not going to go away it's like almost as bad i mean it's not almost as bad as like plastic single-use water bottles but it's being promoted in this way where it's like be sustainable also here's my affiliate link for the stanley cup like that type of thing yeah um so it's like these content creators and these brands glomming onto these aesthetics and creating trends that are still contributing to waste um and that like ties into the capitalism and waste part um 
like you said, Whitney. It's so contradicting. Like, I love the idea that you brought up about the plastic. Like, that's so contradicting. Um, And so what I think is really important to do is just think more long-term about the things that you're buying um, and, like, use the things that you have already. And, like, keeping in mind that you don't have to have the matching Lululemon set to do yoga or like Mm -hmm. you don't have to have all of these things to have the wellness or health that you want. Yeah. And ultimately like I could totally like buy into all this. I could like rework my whole wardrobe and look like I was a clean girl, it girl, whatever, like health girly, which if I came into work looking like that and acting like that, I think people would be concerned. I, I think would be like, Grace, are you okay? There would definitely what be What are an you going through? <laughs> like, people would be like, um, why don't you have crumbs on your shirt? Like, Could you imagine all the Westers getting together and sitting you down? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel like the trends are changing so fast that... Um, it's just like constantly being repackaged. Like this idea of the clean girl aesthetic is just at first, like, I feel like pre pandemic, it was very much like girl boss, like being a worker. And then during quarantine, it changed into this thing where it was like, I don't want to work anymore. Like, I just want to focus on my own health and wellness, which is awesome. I I, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. But it became this thing that was like, so almost like, I want to say competitive or like maybe competitive isn't the right word, but more, um, more so based on like aestheticizing yourself and becoming the best version of yourself, but it wasn't taking into account the accessibility aspect of it or the fact that not everybody, um, can't afford to do all these things and it's not even a money aspect. It's also a time aspect. Um, not everybody can afford, to wake up at 5 a.m. and journal and drink matcha and walk on their treadmill and work from home. Like that is so unrealistic, but that's what's constantly being shown to us because it's the most intriguing, it's the most trendy thing. And the way that these content creators talk about it makes it seem like it's super accessible. Um, And that's where like a lot of my gripes with it start. Yeah. And like for us, like we're students. So we're just like, there's even like the academia girl, which for us, it's like, okay, we thought we could escape it because we don't like academia girl. (laughs) (laughs) Like we think we can escape it because Mm -hmm. we already have this knowledge that we're not like the pinnacle of that girl. Yeah. But there's still a trend that could, we could compare ourselves to because we're like, oh, we're in school. They're in school. Like, why don't I have that iPad? And like, why don't my notes look like that? Yeah, totally. Oh my God. The note taking, like, I can't even, don't even get me started on that. Yeah. Like here's my whole ecosystem of highlighters and like pens and each pack is like 500 million thousand dollars. Here's my affiliate link. Like Mm -hmm. please buy this, um, that type of stuff. It like feels like you can't even get started on stuff if you just have like a pen and pencil, but yeah, it ultimately like comes down to a lot of, um, 
online comparison and um I've been reflecting recently on how badly I feel sometimes when I'm scrolling through social media and I'm like, oh, like I don't necessarily look like her. So I feel like I might not be able to try this or um, my my life is nothing like that or something like that. It's really hard. It, it feels super black and white because these trends make it seem like there's no gray area or like no soft starting point. It feels like it feels like every content creators like here's how to change your life in four simple steps and then it's like well what if I can't even get the first step like what what if I can't do that it's it's not like broken down in a way that is sustainable for people um and it is again it feels super inaccessible this these trends are so idealized that it becomes like a sense of or a, like feeling of shame or disappointment when you can't achieve it and um it honestly just like makes me feel shitty about my own life. Cause I'm like, why am I not drinking a green smoothie every single morning? Why am I not running every single morning or like doing my five to nine before my nine to five? Like, I'm sorry. I don't have the energy. I barely have the energy to do my homework. Like what makes me think that I will be able to do a five to nine? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really important for us to like, remember that everything we see on social media is curated and created for like like I don't even know like it's just it's for all consumption. curated yeah it's all like for our consumption and we've talked about this before like with the social media therapist and like just being careful of like what you're viewing online and mm-hmm. like that idea of if you see something and you're like tired of seeing it because you've just seen it over and over and over again, like skipping it. When we're trying to reflect our own personal lives to fit the aesthetic that we see online, like that's us comparing ourselves to people that we don't even know. Like we don't know these people. And even if you did know these people, like you're not them. So you shouldn't really be trying to compare yourself. Um, And that's really hard for me to do. Um, because I always see like these skinny white girls on Instagram and I'm just like, I don't look like that. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like I love my tan skin, so I'm not like trying to be white or anything, but I definitely like look at these girls and I'm just like, I don't look like that. Like, should I be doing more yoga? And like, honestly, no, like I do yoga once a week and that's fine for me. And, and fine it always, with how I live my life. It always feels like there's an unattainable end goal. Mm-hmm. Like with this whole clean girl aesthetic or it girl aesthetic, whatever, it is always under the guise of like being a better person and like bettering yourself. And it makes it, it's framed in the way where it's like your current self sucks right now. You need to become a it girl so that you can be better but there's no end in sight like there's no there's no necessary like solid end goal um mm-hmm. and I also want to touch on the fact that like sometimes these creators like some of the stuff that they're saying is valuable and it is um helpful like I get like journal prompts or like I like to see people's different morning routines to see if maybe that would be incorporated into mine and I think that there is value in it but when it becomes this like obsession and it begins to 
impact your life in an unhealthy way based on the fact that you are achieving or like trying to better yourself, it makes it really hard to be grateful or um, I guess like understand where you're at in the present. Um, I think that it's important to not have these like end goals for yourself and like instead creating using this content as a way to change up your routine or maybe make yourself feel a little better but it's such a tricky line to draw because I I do know so many people who got hooked on this type of stuff and then they like really are hard on themselves now because they're not the same person they were in 2020 when they had so much more flexibility um the whole concept of having like we all have the same 24 hours just like it's still just I'm still thinking about that I will never I will never not think about that I don't have the same social supports or financial supports or flexibility as some of these women do in these clean girl aesthetic circles um and a lot of it is due to the fact that I don't have the financial means to do so. And I don't have, I'm a student and I'm working on my mental health and I feel like that should be enough for me. So for me to be like tormenting myself on the fact that I'm not eating fresh broccoli is ridiculous. Yeah. As you were talking, Grace, it made me think of the foundation of these aesthetics have great intentions But maybe instead of focusing on the aesthetics, which I think we're, I'm guilty definitely of doing, um, but taking the concept of it and just trying to find the balance of like, I like this concept of, I know yoga is healthy for me, yeah. but trying to find that balance of like, okay, yoga is good for me and I want to incorporate it into my routine and like, but not focusing on like, okay, every time I do yoga, I'm going to take a picture of my yoga mat and I'm yeah. going to post it. So everyone knows that I'm doing yoga and I'm living yeah. this lifestyle. Totally. Yeah. Like the sharing of the lifestyle is the most important part of the lifestyle. It's mm-hmm. not about, it's not necessarily about the health aspect. It's about the sharing aspect. And it's about like letting people know that you're doing this and it's letting people know that you're making a strawberry matcha every morning, like that type of thing. Um, And it all just, like, kind of caters to this, like, consumerist aspect Mm -hmm. of social media. Um, So I think something that we need to ask ourselves when when comparing ourselves or when we're wanting to incorporate these things into our routines and our daily life is, are you trying to become a version of yourself, a quote-unquote better version of yourself, or are you trying to become someone else? Because framing it in that way where you're trying to become an, a clean girl or you're trying to become an it girl if you're framing it in that way then it's going to feel awful the whole time but if you're framing it in the way where it's like oh I want to be a healthier version of myself I, I hate saying a better version or a healthier version because your current version right now it may not be what you necessarily want to be but it's what your current version is in the present and a version of yourself in a month is not necessarily going to be better than the current version of yourself. I think that constantly striving for improvement through this lens is super unhealthy. And that's where um, I think a lot of people get stuck is because they get into the spiral of like, oh, well, I'm not improving as much as I thought I would. And then it's like this whole anxiety spiral. Um, And so I think with health journeys, it should never be 
it should be a clearly defined path, but it shouldn't be a clearly defined path that makes you feel bad about yourself the whole time leading up to this end goal. Because like I said, this clean girl aesthetic and like the it girl, it doesn't have an end goal. It just is like simply existing in a space where you can create content that looks pretty and is pastel for other people to compare themselves to. So reminding yourself like, am I trying to become a version of myself or am I trying to become someone else? It's really important to reflect on that. Yeah. And it's a really tough question to ask yourself too, because it takes a lot of thought. Like it just takes a lot of reflection because- yeah. And it might not even happen right away. Like I've been mm. thinking about this whole aesthetic for weeks now. I've been working on the script for a couple of weeks. And like, it's not even until we're having this conversation that I'm reflecting on like my own behaviors. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, that used to be me. Every time I did yoga, like when I was an undergrad student, I used mm. to take a picture of it and post it on social media. And like, why was I doing that? And yeah. so that was years ago. And now we're having this conversation. Like I was healthy and like, recognizing mm-hmm. that that was who I was at the time mm-hmm. yeah and, and I think that like the comparison aspect of it that's why I don't really like using the word better because it's all it's like rooted in comparison mm-hmm. and um I'm the same way like I'm constantly comparing my present self to my past self and I'm never thinking about my present self and my future self um which is what I should be focusing on. I should be focusing on where I am at in the present and like maybe what I want to be in the future, but being stuck in that spiral of like, oh, my past self, this is kind of like reflecting back on our nostalgia episode in a way. But um, that constant comparison and like feeling like you could always be better is so harmful. So um, I think in conclusion, like what can we do to combat this is like reflecting on what you want your life to look like, um, not your social media life, not your, yeah, like not your internet life. Like what do you want your current real life to look like? And I think that's mm-hmm. so important to think about and reflect on. And um, <laughs> this, we have a bullet point that says like, make a vision board that you don't post online, like just for you, curating things for yourself, just simply because you want to do it, not because you want it to be consumed by other people. Yeah. And I can talk a little bit about that too, because the first time I was introduced to the idea of a vision board, um, I was a freshman student as an undergrad and we did it in our orientation for like first year Mm -hmm. orientation. And I just thought like, it was so like, I don't know. I think people now they're like posting their vision boards online, but like at the time, like, what was this? 2017, 18. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't know. This was like before I knew about that girl and like clean Mm -hmm. girl aesthetics. Yeah. But like, it really came out of the woodworks in 2020. It did. Yeah. I hated the whole aspect of 2020 where people were obsessed with bettering themselves. Um, And it was a very stressful time. And so I understand the response of being like, okay, well, I'm so stressed out with like what's going on in the world. I feel like I can control what's happening in front of me. And if that control made you feel better, and if that was like channeled through doing yoga or like fitting that it girl aesthetic and it helped you, then that's like absolutely okay. I I wish that we could do 
a million different episodes dissecting every single type of feminine aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. I think this this episode in particular, Whitney and I had a lot of topics that we wanted to cover, but we needed to like kind of hone in on the wellness aspect because this is a wellness, wellness <laughs> podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, but we're all kind of trying to fit that same certain aesthetic that we want. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. And it, this might be like a little bit of a tangent, but it makes me think of like, I wonder if it's because we're in our 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if that has something to do with it because I always hear like, oh, once you're in your 30s and your 40s, like you stop mm-hmm. caring what other people yeah. think. I don't know if that's true, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I think maybe they care less. And Mm -hmm. so I wonder if it's because we're in our 20s and we're on social media like all the time Yeah, um, that we care a little bit more about the aesthetic. Yeah. And I think that like being in your 20s is all about like figuring out who you are, Mm -hmm. but you have your whole life ahead of you to figure out who you are. There's like literally no time limit you're going to be a thousand different versions of yourself, even within this year, even within like the next five years. Um, I sometimes feel like I wake up every single morning and I'm a different person than I was the morning before, simply because I drank a cup of tea that changed my life or something (laughs) like that. And I think that um, it's kind of a joke where it's like falling asleep and then telling yourself that you're going to be a better version of yourself tomorrow, or like you're going to change your whole life tomorrow. Putting that intense weight of a goal on yourself is super unrealistic so taking these baby steps to create a lifestyle that helps you or like makes you happy is what's most important and that can that is like an incremental process you can't do it in one day and I think that like um the social media aspect of it makes it seem like it could be done in one day uh And that is like the most intimidating part for me is like, I always am like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to be better. I'm going to be a better version of myself tomorrow. And then I don't allow myself to mess up because I'm like, so focused on being a better version. And it's like this perfectionist aspect. Um, So yeah, it's, it's like this vicious cycle of wanting to fit an aesthetic while also like wanting to be individual, like individualistic or unique while also maintaining something that is not necessarily feasible all the time. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Grace. And I definitely find myself thinking a lot about my own online or like the time I spend online and like, am I comparing myself because it's not feasible that I'm going to look like these girls that are that girl or like clean girl aesthetic. Um, And I feel like we've said this on a lot of our episodes, um, but we're going to say it again. Um, It's definitely important to limit your time on social media and start living a life that's for you. Even if you do things that clean girls might do or like that girls might be participating in like making yourself a matcha or doing yoga or making a vision board even if you do those things like do it for you and not for the likes or like the like attention online I guess yeah totally and I feel like that way even like sometimes when I post 
I have like a spam like second account and even when mm-hmm. I post all my story there it's like me and like 30 other people but sometimes <laughs> I'm like posting stuff that is like for the consumption of those people and it's mm-hmm. like my friends so it's like it's just so easy to fall into that trap of wanting to maintain an image online so reflecting on your image online and like what kind of presence you want to bring is really important um and sometimes I go through phases where I'm like I don't even want to be bringing anything to the table I don't want to be having a presence and so I like do a social media detox or whatever so just to wrap it up I think that what Whitney and I are essentially trying to get at is like again kind of in the similar vein to last week when we were talking about TikTok therapists everything you see on social media and that is pertaining to wellness is so subjective and so it's really important to take it with a grain of salt and um, limit those comparisons and obviously that's so much easier said than done Mm -hmm. like I still Mm -hmm. struggle with that and I probably will forever like I don't think I will ever be freed from the shackles of comparing myself on social media but it's something that I still reflect on and like view through a critical lens most of the time so it's important to remind myself of that I just think that um aestheticizing yourself is just a repackaged way for women to be scrutinized on not fitting a certain lifestyle or aesthetic and it's really hard to it, it's like so um kind of sub subconscious in a way so it's really important to reflect on why you're doing these things and what your end goal is because ultimately it should be for you it shouldn't be for the consumption of others Yeah, I definitely think that too. And this whole idea of comparing yourself to others on social media, like you said, Grace, I'll probably be doing it for the rest of my life too. Like it's probably better that I just delete Instagram again now that I'm thinking about it. Um, But, you know, I feel like with all of these episodes, just trying to find that balance and living your life And I know I say all the time, like just in my personal life, I'm like, I'm just trying to live my best life. Like I say that a little sarcastically, but also (laughs) there's some truth to it. I'm definitely sometimes comparing myself to the girls online, hashtag living their best life. Like it's kind of toxic that I say that sometimes because it really is me thinking like I need to be these girls that are living their best life. So even I struggle with it. It's a Mm -hmm. like long-term journey that we go on. And we talked about, um, what is it? Our mental health journeys. And this is part of it. (laughs) Like, this is definitely a part of it. And like, as cliche as it sounds, like recognizing that you do these things is the first step. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think if you can recognize that you're maybe comparing yourself a little too much to these aesthetics online that Mm -hmm. you've taken the first step to try. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trying to move past it, I think is the most important part. So thank you so much, Whitney, for another excellent conversation. I love I've loved doing this little mini series with you. Um, I was super excited, especially for this episode. But yeah, I think just being viewing your social media consumption through a critical lens and seeing these trends and aestheticizing yourself for the sake of wanting to do it for yourself is really important. Um, and yeah.
thanks for talking, Whitney. Yeah, thanks, Grace. I hope people who are listening, I hope that they enjoy this content because I sure do love talking about Mm -hmm. um, social wellness and like social media and the different aspects of it Mm -hmm. and like the things that we go through all the time. And so I hope we can continue doing this for spring. Yes. Our little mini series. Yeah. It might turn into an actual series instead of it being mini. Me and Whitney are going to be entering our YouTuber era. <laughs> we're we're already students and we already have so much on our plate, but we will become YouTubers. <laughs> the nails, the I hair. Don't even, I don't, don't even want to get into it. This is yeah. such another tangent, but it is. I want to wrap it up um, just for the interest of time. So I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. Um, special shout out to Whitney for doing the research and holding this conversation with me. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to see where this conversation takes us through our own mental health journeys. You know, we've been talking about it. Mm -hmm. We've been candid about it and I'm in love with it. For sure. We'll keep you guys updated. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Okay. Bye everybody. Bye.